I'm back, baby. I survived my trip to Europe. I am back. It is Tuesday, February 25th. I can't thank you enough for tuning in to today's program, and you picked the right one to tune in. Because it's going to be a special. It's an hour long. It's a special edition, special episode. If I make it to 45 minutes and, and I got nothing else, then I might have to stop. But my plan is to go one hour today, and the reason for that being is because I finally took a week off. 40 episodes. I wanted to go 52. I wanted to make it one more circle around the sun, one more trip around the sun, and then take a break. But I decided it was really difficult to transport my equipment. I, didn't, I don't have a lot, but I, I had to make optimal space in, in the suitcase here. Um, but I finally took a week off, and, and I really didn't want to, but you know, I, I, it made for a lot of great material uh, that I wrote down, and hopefully this show, you see the culmination of all the great things that I made note of whilst overseas. So, let's get it popping. Let's do it. My mic is falling apart. This is great. So, I have video going on today. I'm shooting it. If it looks cool, look at that. If it looks cool, 60 frames. I didn't know I could do that on my phone. I'm stupid. So I've been shooting uh, TikToks and Vines and Vines, TikToks, Instagram stories and all that stuff. I've been shooting them like a Neanderthal. I've had this great content or great quality for content, never used them. So follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Franco's World underscore. Follow me on TikTok at Franco's World no underscore. And I'm upset because my talks aren't getting initial push. There's an initial push whenever you first post. TikToks and I'm not getting it. They're not like I was getting thousands of views. Now I'm like squeaking by on 200. It's like what? And I think it's because I made a joke about Wuhan. I made a joke about China. And it's a Chinese owned app, so I think they're blackballing me. I've been shadow banned, as they say. They're trying to hide me, they're trying to cover me up. Like, uh, who are they trying to cover up on YouTube? Here's a guy they're trying to cover up on YouTube. They're, like, shadow banning him. Oh, no, Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah. All the It's weird how all the big media companies got together and were like, hey, let's stop promoting this guy's content. Weird. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> just compared myself to Alex Jones. Oh, man, that's bad. All right, let's 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 start on the – let's talk about the trip. Let's talk about the trip. So I haven't flown in years. I was kind of anxious about it, but I kind of muscled up and, and just did the just did the dang thing. Kind of had to. Had had no choice, really. So I'm at the um, hotel in Charlotte. Stay the night in Charlotte uh, Airport and fly out of Charlotte to Munich, then to Madrid. And that's where, that's, you know, that was the home base with Charlotte. That's where we started off at. And there is a guy in the lobby of the hotel on the phone, making business deals, but he's making them so loud for the rest of us to know that he's making business deals to show how much holier he is than thou and how much better he is than us. Oh, bro. And you could tell this guy was a former frat bro that probably had some sort of uh, family hookup at, at some sort of business. And maybe it's like, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, landscaping or something that has to do with light uh, labor, light manual labor, but he's on the business side of things. So he thinks he's like the boss 
And uh, so he's like, oh, no, I sold it at like 500, man. Uh, and, and I told Dylan, like, there's always somebody named Dylan, too. It's, it's somebody named Dylan or and they spell it a weird way because I have a lot of friends named Dylan. But they all everybody I'm pointing out my producer here. Every Dylan, you know, spells their name differently. D-Y-L-A-N, D-I-L-L-I-O-N, D-I-L-L-O-N. I'm not crazy here. So anyways. Oh, Dylan uh, got the thing, and uh, I sold it for 500 Yeah. Okay, guy. You weren't impressing anyone. You weren't you are impressing my parents so much uh, that my dad literally fell asleep in the lobby. My dad falls asleep anywhere, but he fell asleep in the lobby, uh, so that's how much, uh, that's how intrigued we were by your story that you were loudly projecting in the Charlotte lobby at whatever Holiday Inn thing we were staying at. So hot start out of the gate. Hot start out of the gate. Uh, we board up, going to Munich. First time flying in years, seven hours on a bird. Enjoy. We're getting there, and then, you know, as soon as we hit the that first initial takeoff, I didn't know what to feel, and you don't know what feels right and what doesn't feel right. So, so you know, we're getting that takeoff, and then you have that feeling of weightlessness. And that feeling of weightlessness, weightlessness is, oh, are we just falling right out of the sky? Because the takeoff and the landing are the two most dangerous parts of flying. I know it's incredibly safe. It's an, an incredibly safe form of transportation, I am just saying. And then you'd have to, to a little, you know, push push left or put what do they say i don't know pilot talk but they always say like oh pull left pull right whatever and you know they're starting to lightly turn this way and then it's like okay what are we doing are we going into the water here it was a little bit scary for me you know got over that fear eventually thank god lufthansa first of all one moment please my nose itched on the side of the face and i didn't want to touch it with my hands because i'm a germaphobic man uh Lufthansa, love your airline. If if there's a way for that that you want an English speaking person to promote a a, a German based airline, I'm your guy. Okay, I love I love Lufthansa. Lufthansa for life. As we hit our cruising altitude and cruising speed or whatever, the gentleman setting in front of me, leans it on back. Not even a slight lean, just like he owns the place. Like his last name is Lufthansa. Boom! He lays it on back. So I'm in this two-by-four box, and I thought overseas flights, every seat had at least a decent amount of legroom. Not an economy. No, no. no. Germans are all about efficiency, not necessarily comfort, and I'm okay with that. But I'm just saying it's not what I expected. Lays it on back. Tough, tough scene. Tough scene. So, shout out to that guy. He also bought a carton of cigarettes on the plane. I didn't know you could buy cartons of cigarettes anymore. 45 euros! He spent on marble reds. Weird. Uh, it was a no-smoking flight. Why are you selling cigarettes? You just pick them up at the terminal or wherever you're going. And European cigarettes are crazy. Because they all smoke. A lot of people smoke over there. Uh... But the packages have pictures of people with like stomas or whatever, like holes in their neck. So it's like kind of off-putting. Uh, yeah, it was weird. So uh, yeah, that guy's making business deals. I'm on the flight. I like the customer service of Lufthansa. I like the 
what business is it called? Hotel, airline, hospitality business maybe? I know transportation, kind of like airline, but hospitality maybe? Uh, I love the sternness, but they were kind, but like it was very cut and dry with these Lufthansa flight attendants. And I dug it. I could get behind that. They're like, what up, sir? And then just boom, 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 hitting each each row. Not like, how are you today? Are you doing good? Where are you guys from? It's just, what up? No. Okay, moving on. They were nice. Stern but fair, the Germans. And I, and I could get... I wish I spent more time in Germany. I probably spent a combined six hours in Munich. And I loved every second of it of it it was clean super clean super clean uh um the restrooms in there i walked in the restrooms to wash my hands before i ate like i always do but you see the stalls the stalls in the men's room no cracks between the 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 door and the outside world which is a very very scary place to be whenever you're inside of the stall and you're looking out and there's a crack between that's uh, the only thing separating you between that and the outside world is a is a two, five centimeter gap, and it is terrifying because people look at you with their eyeballs. None of that, none of that. Complete, complete privacy. Love the Germans. Love the Munich airport. <laughs> this is just about how much I love Lufthansa. <laughs> um, so so I liked I liked it, but uh, the first flight, you know, we land in Munich. No one claps, right? We're all adults here. No one claps. German engineering, this is a standard issue for them. Take off, cruise, land. That's it. You did your thing. It, it, Delta Airlines, people are given a standing ovation. We just McDonald's, you know, just McDonald's everything, including our flight travel. We're so fascinated with the fact that we survived this voyage. Uh, on a Delta flight that everybody's given a standing O. Germans are just, and I, and I told, I was walking off the plane and I told the flight attendant, I was like, Dankeschön. It was like, Dankeschön. She, she just, like that, just a, just a head nod. You can't, if you're listening and you can't see me, she just gave up a, a head nod. And that was a sign of respect. Respect me, I respected them. Um, That probably wasn't my best German tone right there, but on the way back, uh, I was in Munich. On the way back in Munich, I talked to this nice German fellow who was a Munich native, and I went through, you know, um, what is it where you give your ticket? You know, where you give your ticket and you get to go on the plane. That boarding pass. I was boarding, and you know, I I, I walk up to the flight uh, or to the worker, and I'm like, hello, <laughs> and the guy, I said hello, <laughs> and the. And the guy who was in front of me is the German guy I met. He stopped in his tracks. He turned around and he was like, just confused that I said it like that. And I went through and I was like, Danke. And, you know, he's like, your pronunciation was perfect. And I was like, oh, you can thank my, my friends that I have from Austria that I played soccer with growing up. And he was like, that was just incredible. So, yeah, I was told by a German native, a Munich native, that I have perfect pronunciation of the German language. I only know like seven words. Uh, but it was perfect. And there, and I think, and I also, I, I, I agree that it is perfect because, um, on that first flight, 
from Charlotte to Munich, and I tried to find my gate from Munich to Madrid because it got changed. I walked up to the Lufthansa desk, and I and I said hello, and she immediately started going off in German and Deutsch. I had no idea what she was saying, so I had to stop her mid sentence, and I felt bad. I was like off in Gleis, and so in, in English, and then she was like, oh yeah, I'm getting a phone call. I thought I was on. Oh my gosh. I'm getting a phone call in the middle of the show. The video's gonna cut out now. What the heck is this? Alright, well, uh, yeah, so I... Alright, the video's back. I got a phone call. Oh my gosh, okay. I thought I was on flight mode. Hold on. Can I be in... There it is. I'm on flight mode now. Jeez, I'm embarrassed. Well, okay, let's continue on with the story here. So I told her, off English. And she was like, oh, okay, your gate's here. Boom. And we fly to Madrid. Lovely, lovely flight. A little bit of turbulence, but I took a nap. So it was no problem there. Uh, so we get to Spain. We see the family have fun for the first half a day that we're there. And then the second day that we're there, we go to church. So we flew... 10 hours to go to church, but I got to tell you something about this church. You know, I don't talk about like really religious stuff on here. And yes, I was dragged to the church. I had no problems going, but it was, you know, I had to go. It was, it was pretty cool. They sang a lot of songs, but it wasn't like traditional church, like, oh, all that stuff. It was pretty upbeat. It wasn't like one of those God wants you to give churches. They were just having fun. And I'll tell you another thing about this church. It If you took a, a, a panoramic picture of all the people in there, it looked like what Hollywood thinks it looks like. Like, this building is what Hollywood is like. We look like this. We, we look exactly like this. What I mean by that is every culture and every walk of life was, had, had some sort of representative there. And it was awesome. It, it it was an incredible experience, and and it just shows to go yeah that uh, great things can happen when you mix all these different people groups together. A after church, you have all these children playing in the, in the back, and we make such a big issue about it in the states. And it's just life in Europe, and it's cool, and it's awesome, and and I'm mad that we don't understand these types of things in the states. You know, you got kids who can't even speak the same language and they're just shooting basketball with each other, playing tag or whatever. It's great. It was incredible. So shout out to the church. I don't remember its name, but it was great. And I hope nothing but the best for you and everyone involved because they were very kind to me, a foreigner in their land. And uh, yeah, they were very kind to me and my family. Another thing about this church, they were doing cooking classes. For different, you know, you had a there was a, a Filipino cooking class, a Nigerian cooking class, Dominican cooking class to learn native dishes to these countries, taught by people from those countries, and anyone could sign up, any woman could sign up. It was it was for ladies only, and the reason it was for ladies only was for ladies to connect in the church to get to know each other, and they didn't say, "Well, how come men can't be involved?" They didn't say that, and they didn't say it was cultural appropriation. That people from another culture wanted to experience another culture. They didn't say, you're not allowed to experience that. It's cultural appropriation. They didn't say these things. They just let it happen because it was natural and interesting. 
They didn't. When people in the states, and I'll get back to talk. I'll, I'll get back to the stories. When people in the states talk about how it's how how everybody has to be this or everybody has to do that, and they're and they're saying like, oh, you know, it's oh, how come only women in the cooking class? There should be men involved. You sound like little kids who can't climb up the treehouse steps because uh, I don't know, you can't climb up it because your sister and her friends are up there in the treehouse and you're mad that you can't go up there in the treehouse. That's what you say. Mom says you have to include me in your treehouse party. That's what you sound like. How come guys can't be in the cooking class? It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. So shut up. And uh, go do something else with your life. You know, whenever you can't climb up and play in the treehouse with your sister, you know what you do? You go and play by yourself or go and do something else. Not cry about it and say, well, I want to do this and I can't do that. And it's bad and it should be gone. The treehouse should be knocked down. You sound stupid. Let's get back to the, the, the incredible trip that I had. I'm tired of talking about this. Oh! <gasps> So after church, uh, we have a meal. We go to downtown Madrid, have our first meal. The first words out of my dad's mouth to the, to the server, y'all got diet? The look of confusion on this poor woman's face. Huh? Diet, what is, what is a diet? And my sister, you know, says what actually needs to be said. Oh, it's just, oh, okay, okay. Hot start. The dumb Americans come in here, and we can't even say the words of sodas right. Coca-Cola. Just say it. Y'all got diet? No, they don't got diet. They have light. It's actually called light. So that was a hot start. Americans come to, come to Europe, and they're searching for history. And culture and all these things. What do Europeans come to the States for? Chilies? Ruby Tuesday? Or as people in I'm assuming the entire South, I know where I, where 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 my family hails say Ruby Tuesdays. I'm assuming everywhere it says that. I think that might be a thing. People just add S's to things. Pennies. They're going to JC Pennies. Ruby Tuesdays. I went down to the Walmarts. Again, sounds stupid. So I don't know. Why would people from Europe come to the States? Let's ask ourselves that. Let's ask. Uh, we are the entertainment capital of the world. There's that possibility. Mm, we have a lot more highly publicized sports than they would. Uh, I guess that could be included with entertainment. We have some history, but we're a young country. We are a young country. Being over there in, in Spain and getting to experience a lot of the culture and get to see a lot of the sites, you realize how old this country is. I mean, they were an empire. You think about Latin America, Central America, South America, America. <laughs> All this Spanish influence, and we get to see where it hails from. You know, Aztecs got wiped out by the Spanish, smallpox, all that stuff. 
it is pretty cool and I'll get to I'll get to some of the sites I saw there but um uh, we were over there on the first day we were hanging out at the house and my nephew was like why do you care about being funny so much and that question struck a chord with me and I was like oh that's a really tough question I think it must be because uh whenever I was a little kid uh that's an easy way to make friends make somebody laugh you have a friend for life so I think that's what it was I don't know why I have that in there uh, so we hang out in Madrid for, for a day or so. I don't think we do anything. And then we fly to Palma de Mallorca, an island in, I don't know how to say it. It starts with a B, the something islands, but it's also in Catalonia. It's really weird, but it was a really nice time. I love Mallorca, right on the uh, in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. So we fly there, our flight, listen to a podcast by Tim Dillon. Love Tim Dillon. And uh, so we land, and the first thing I do... Uh, is get walked through the airport and these guys try to scam us but luckily my sister who speaks enough spanish to survive played them and it was hilarious she they were like they were like family 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 and we're like uh yeah and just these two random dudes didn't even have their taxi nearby who knows what could have happened <laughs> uh they were like oh family family how many and we told them they're like okay uh 40 euro and my sister's like, oh, 40 euros, C, C, C. And my and then she turns and tells us, she's like, this is this is not real. Hold on. And then and then she plays him. She's like, okay, yeah, 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 let's go. Get the car. And as he's walking to go get the car, she's like, she she acts like she looks at her phone. She's like, oh, sorry, we had a driver already. I'm sorry. And then the guy looks at us just like, oh? Yeah, she, we have a driver. Oh, lo siento, lo siento. We had a driver. <laughs> so just play this guy. And I hate scammers, man. Oh, I hate scammers so much. Get a real job. Get a real job. Scammers. Lower than pond scum. If you pickpocket and scam people, I hate you. And I don't use that word a lot, but I don't I don't really respect scamming people. Especially when people prey in the States on old people and steal their credit cards. Bad, bad news bears. Don't like that. I mean, that's really... Not an outlandish take, sorry, but so so you know in Spain you have to worry about all these pickpocketers and everything, and if you take a picture of somebody, uh, like a, a a carnival act or whatever in the middle of like a big area, they're gonna like hunt you down and take your and try to get money. I mean, same thing happens in Times Square when you take pictures of the fake Elmo. And I try to tell my parents this, my dad won't listen. He's taking pictures of people. I'm like, stop. You're going to have to pay. And then the guy uh, is looking at him. And I'm trying to act like my dad's taking pictures of the buildings above him. And, you know, just trying to play it off like he's not taking pictures of the axe. And uh, one of the guy's assistants walks by and is like, you want a picture? And I'm like, no, gracias. And just move on. Just act like you've been there before, really. And it's hard to act like we've been there before when my parents are wearing these bright red jackets to stand out. Uh, they look like the thing that matadors use to make the bull mad. And we are in Spain, the home of bullfighting. Uh, didn't, uh, we definitely stood out from the crowd. Oleg. So we're messing around in, in the middle of Plaza de Mayor and, you know, taking pictures of street performance and all that stuff. That was great. But back to the island. So first thing I do after we don't get scammed and we have to kill time before the villa, the villa, as they say in, uh, what, what show is that? The villa. A week in the villa. What show is that? Love Island. 
before we get back to the villa and you know we hang out by the mediterranean sea kind of wash my hair a little bit in the sea that was a weird cool experience to have and then we you know we get back and chill and then the next day we go to uh, a castle and a cathedral and i don't remember the names of these things but the cathedrals in spain my god they're built in like the 13 1400s and they are massive and they have these incredible uh de- depictions of of all this religious stuff and they have all these old things and there's tombs in there it's incredible to me that they built these types of things way back when the architecture i guess would be the right word uh it was baffling i don't know how they made stained glass 15 stories up in the 1400s it's just i know they dye the glass and but how did they get it up and these massive things of Christ on the cross are like babies flying in the skies with wings. <laughs> or Mary Magdalene or whoever. I don't know how they did it. So if someone could explain to me how they made these things, that would be greatly appreciated. So we see these old castles. We're chilling around Palma de Mallorca and having a good time. And uh, the second day we go visit a second castle. Or first day was a palace, second day was a castle. You're going to hear this a lot, and you have heard this a lot. My dad decides to pick up a table from a dinner table, a massive dinner table the size of a king bed from ancient Spain, tries to pick it up to see how heavy it is. And a security guard pulls a gun on him and says, Do not touch! Do not touch! He's a, I'm traveling with a child. I'm having to order for him at lunch because he doesn't know Spanish and it's not his fault. And I don't really know a ton, but I know enough to order food. He picks up a table. If he would have broken this table, I would have, I would still be in Spain right now. I'd be in a Spanish prison cell saying, oh, but I got to do my podcast. And it's it just the presence of mine to pick up a table. Uh, it was, I'm sure he was more embarrassed than all of us, but it was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but, and, you know, we're checking out the island and seeing all these things. Then we go and take a train ride, uh, hour-long train ride, two-hour-long train ride to, to another village to check out another church. A lot of churches, I'm noticing, because in these castles and palaces, there were also chapels. So a lot of churches, big religious, a lot of Catholicism there. There's a lot of history. It's really interesting. Um, you know, I bought these little knickknacks and stuff like that. I got to tell you one thing about Spain. I don't drink soda. I drink more soda over there than I ever have in my entire life. I felt like I was at a 12-year-old sleepover again, slamming Mountain Dews, except my drink of choice was Fanta de Naranja, orange Fanta. It tastes, the regular orange juice there, they just take oranges and just it's like you stick a straw in an orange. That's what their orange juice tastes like. But their orange soda has a hint of that, but it's all real stuff. It's just, oh my gosh. Like the Fanta over here is just take a pound of sugar, dump it into an orange cauldron, and stir it up and pour it. And there you go. And that's Fanta in the States. Fanta de Naranja in Spain. I want to, like, I, I don't know. I want to get that shipped to me. And I don't drink soda, but... I need it. I need it bad. Like, I'm addicted to it now. Drank it for four days. 
and now I can't live without it. And I almost, I got to the States and I was like, do I want to get a Fanta or no? And I don't think I want to because I don't want to ruin it. Don't want to ruin the De Naranja for me. The orange. Uh, so we're walking through this uh, little village. We are so slow. Throughout the entire trip of Spain, we are so slow. And I understand my we have our little niece with us. She's like six. She's not very, you know, she's not very tall, so she can't walk very fast. Um, so my my dad and mom kind of staying back with her, making sure nothing crazy happens. And but it's just like you know, there were, and I and I got so fed up. I was like, here, I'll carry you. And she did. She used to not like me. She used to be afraid of me because I had long hair. She said I was scary. Uh, okay. I held you the day you were born. You're going to call me scary. I'm not scary when I buy you Barbie dolls. I'm scary because I have long hair. I had long hair. And uh, so I, I'm just like, okay, I'll carry you. And, you know, I'm zooming through the streets and it's all well and good. We are so slow. My sister, my nephew, brother-in-law and I, you know, we walk four blocks and turn around. We got to wait for them to walk four blocks. Kind of, kind of mess with the flow of the trip. But... Hitting and being okay, I guess, since I'm here to tell the tale. Uh, but but I'm sure everyone in that airport, whenever we're walking so slow, and, and, and you know, my little niece, she gets on the escalator, but it's flat. I don't know what it's called. She is the type of person to stand, not, not walk on the thing that makes you walk 20 times more faster. Uh, she stood on it, so that was great, and people are trying to walk by with all this luggage, and they're just like, ugh, these idiot Americans. So yeah, we were the American idiots, stumbling through these foreign airports. That was us. But uh, so we're on the island, and I remember specifically. This is sorry if the story's like all over the place. Like it's kind, I'm kind of going by memory. I have loose notes, but we're over here on this island. And one of the earlier questions that I asked, I think we were like out out to eat or something like that, is is the water here safe to drink? I ask that like I didn't grow up drinking literal battery acid from the Lubeck school water fountain. Is the water here going to kill me? Like I haven't been drinking water and breathing air. That's going to kill me uh, for with all the years I've been gone. 18 and a half years. Okay. I'm worried about the water in Spain. So we were really slow, and it was bothersome for me. I do. I don't like to get super agitated. And you know, I love efficiency. I love efficiency. That's why I like the German airport. When we're not walking swiftly, it bothers me. It does bother me, and I tried not to freak out. And I think I did a good job of not freaking out because I didn't want to ruin the family vacation. Had a great time at Palma de Mallorca. Fly back. It is my niece's birthday. The queen bee, it is her birthday. What is the one thing that she wants on her birthday? It's her birthday. You can get anything. Her one request. Domino's pizza. Huh? You, what? We're, we're in the Mediterranean. We're in the middle of Europe. Where pizza essentially grows on trees. And you want Domino's Pizza. And I didn't freak out about this. 
I didn't freak out about this in front of my family because I could, I could probably do an hour and a half worth of material about Domino's Pizza. Out of out of the American chains, Domino's. Out of the I don't know what you know, Little Caesars garbage, Papa John's garbage. Uh, what's the other big one? I don't remember the other big one. Garbage, <laughs> Domino's. It's probably the better garbage, but still, it's chain pizza. And you know, I'm used to a guy literally, you know, straight from Italy. Flying over, first thing he does is open up a pizza shop, and it's incredible. And I'm used to that. And when I don't get that, it's not. It hurts me. And the fact that uh, we are in Europe and we don't eat the pizza made by real pizza men, it hurts. So Domino's pizza. That's that's what we. That's what we had. That's what, that's what she wanted. That's what we got. We had Domino's Pizza in the middle of in the middle of the Mediterranean. We had these American things. Um, so that's 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 that hurt. I also made a mistake while I was over there, though. I will admit, I made one massive mistake when picking a restaurant one time. I panicked. We were in the middle of the mall. It was midday, and the culture there in Spain is wild. So they don't get up and get going. Like breakfast for them is at noon. Okay, and you know, American, we're not, we're up and at dinner time for them is like nine o'clock. And uh, so we're in the middle of this mall. It's almost, it's barren. It's empty because it's, I mean, those stores are there, but like no people are there because it's 11 a.m. and they're not popping. Like an 11 a.m. mall in the States, popping. A handful of restaurants there, you know, got some tapas places and got some this or that little Italian spot. I messed up. I messed up bad. And I will take the sole fall on this because I messed up real bad. I picked a restaurant called The Bus Station. Just think about that for a second. The Bus Station. We are in Europe. Land of incredible food. Olives. Pluck them off the tree. Oranges. Pluck them off the tree. Lemons. Pluck them off the tree. All that stuff. I just named three random things. Um... And I pick a restaurant that tries to be like an American diner because I wanted to see what their thoughts on American food were. And it's called the bus station. What? Why? Why did I do that? I panicked is what I did. I panicked. I I wanted to order something that wasn't going to kill me. So I just got like a big basket of fries. My my dad, my my nephew, my brother-in-law all got burgers. That were purple in the middle. Because of the amount of blood that was still in these things. Spanish culture. Love it. The burgers though. Kind of spooky. And I understand they don't have a lot of preservatives in it and anything. Like they don't put milk in the fridge because there's like no preservatives in anything. They just leave it out. It's weird. Butter. Same thing. Just leave it out. Um, we're eating at the bus station. These french fries taste like traditional bowling alley french fries in the united states and you know what a bowling alley french fry tastes like a a, a light yellow a light yellow on the outside from the obviously the fried super potatoey i hate an overly potato french fry i hate it no seasoning whatsoever because they hate seasoning over there salt is a spice to them so there you go um 
chest is making weird noises. I think I have air in my lungs. Oh, that, no. That's not what I meant. Okay. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> the bowling alley, bowling alley french fry. Tastes like, tastes like Tuesday afternoon, uh, fourth period gym class. You're taking the bus down the road to the bowling alley. And, you, you know, your mom, uh, you, you, your mom gave you five bucks because she knew you were going to the bowling alley. And you, and you got you some french fries and cheese. And that's exactly what it tastes like. You know, I, I think it even still had bowling ball wax on the fries. It tasted like that. No good. And I'm very happy my dad and my brother-in-law and my nephew did not die from eating what is essentially a cow that was still mooing uh, on a bun. <laughs> and they survived. So I guess it, I guess it wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, and then that night, I think we had Domino's. And then the next day in Spain, it was a very, very fun day. Uh, they, I, I, they, I didn't want to say anything, but like, I didn't want it to be overly pushy. I didn't want to be like, Hey, I really want to do this while I'm over here. It's not my country. My, my, my fan, half my family are, are, are residents there. They're telling us what to do. Awesome. They said, Franklin, please pick something to do, man. Like we want you to pick something. When in Rome, I said, Hey, let's tour Real Madrid stadium. Let's do it. One of the most, uh, legendary venues in all of sporting real madrid santiago Bernabeu. toured it lived it walked on the pitch and uh i'll talk about that here in a second but first baseball legend apparel.com baseball legend apparel.com baseball legend apparel.com if you're watching the video today you see that yeah, yeah, yeah. i got the shirt I got a shirt on. Incredibly comfortable, incredibly stylish. I wore it over there in Spain. One of the fashion capitals of the world, Madrid. They're like, hey, where'd you get that shirt? I said, baseballlegendapparel.com. Use promo code Frank with a K at checkout for 10% off your final purchase. Hats, bracelets, t-shirts, uh, uh, sweatshirts with hood or without, leggings for the ladies, onesies for the little ones, keychains, stickers for your laptop, and all that jazz. Check it out. Tell them Uncle Frank sent you. Let's keep it rolling. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Franco's World underscore. Boom. See you there. Follow me on TikTok, Franco's World, no underscore. Boom. See you there. I got a quirk with TikTok. I made a joke about China. I made a joke about Wuhan. And now my stuff isn't getting promoted. If I heard, I said this in the beginning of the show. But now we're in the middle of the show. I just want to reiterate, I got a problem. So follow me there. Oh, let's go back to the Burnabout. Stadium, Burnabout. Estadio. For all our Spanish friends. It was an incredible experience to, to walk the same halls as legends. Zidane. Beckham. Ronaldo. All these people walking, you know, I'm, I'm in the locker room at their lockers. I'm, I'm walking by the training tables, by the sauna, by the cold tub. I'm walking down the same ramp and walking up the stairs and onto the pitch just like they do. Casillas, Marcelo, Sergio Ramos, Luka Modric, Ames Rodriguez, Chicharito was there for a little bit. People forget that. 
Um, who else? I want to name one more because my OCD is going to kill me. I named a, a wrong amount of numbers, and I need to name one more player. And but I want to pick him from the right era. So I got to think about who would have been in the right era for me to name them. Who is a good player to name? Uh, I don't want to say. I don't want to say. Okay, I'll say this one. I you guys wanted me to name the other Ronaldo, but I didn't. Uh, Kaká. There it is. Boom. Oh, and they also shot that movie, Goal 2, there, which is the best of the Goal trilogies. I love the Goal movie. Goal 2, yeah, Santiago Munoz. Yeah. And Gavin Gavin Harris, I think, is the other guy's name, the British guy. So, you know, I'm walking through the stadium. You get to see all these trophies, just the amount of history. And some of these trophies were massive. They had one that they said the like Christopher Columbus trophy looked like. It was a ship. The Santa Maria. And, you know, you take this audio, this little audio thing, and it's like you have uh, audio clips of the fans singing A La Madrid. You have the fans singing this and that. You have the, the Champions League song as the players are walking on the field. And there's audio of the training session. Then you have a virtual room, a 360 virtual room, which I almost passed out in because I've never done VR before. Each station was different. I didn't know that. My nephew's obsessed with basketball, and Real Madrid has a great basketball team also. And so he got a VR of the basketball facility without even picking it. So I was happy for him. He got a little basketball jersey and all that. Uh, my brother-in-law played collegiate soccer. So his VR, and he didn't even pick it, was walking onto the pitch during a, a, for, like, for a match. So that was cool for him to experience that. And uh, my VR that I got uh, was the training facility and first team players like house. So they put them up in, in like apartments or something like that whenever they're like newly signed. And it was a really cool experience. Um, for those wondering, I just said Real Madrid basketball, the way it works over there is they have sport academies. So like there's Real Madrid handball, Real Madrid, probably Real Madrid fencing, everything. It's just like sporting. It's like sporting academies and they build talent up through that. It's not like in the States where it's like, I'm going to go to UCLA and then play for the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's like it doesn't work like that. So it's like you're with a thing for forever so the stadium was incredible uh like i said i saw the old trophies got to listen to the old sights and sounds uh what else, what else? took some incredible pictures there got to walk onto the pitch walk up the ramp up the stairs and then uh, i was in the visiting dressing room too so think about all even more of the amount of legends that have been in the visiting dressing room playing against these guys i, I could name a billion players but you know i get to sit on the bench just like the regular manager would, you know, get to stand in the coaching box and uh, took some cool pictures. And then afterwards, you know, you walk, you walk into the press conference here. And so I made a meal out of that, just doing bits left and right in the, in the uh, press conference room. Cause those are the funniest things to me. Uh, and they're popping off on social media. Now people are doing mock interviews uh, about, you know, this or that. And I'm seeing a handful of them. And that's fine, but the comments that are saying this is the original content we need, you're an idiot. The the fake interview bit is thousands of years old. There is a video. I'm not gonna. There's a video of a guy. Um, it was a Vine where he talked about getting rejected by uh, by a girl, and he's like, I'm uh, I'm still gonna keep shooting. Leaning cuisine. It was leaning cuisine. He makes videos about video games, or he used to, and he had one about. Uh, shooting a shot with a girl and then getting rejected. He had a mock interview Vine five years ago. I had a mock interview about uh, me and my friends made this video of us shooting uh, ping pong balls into cups. We didn't release it because we realized how much of a nerd it would have made us look like. 
in the middle of that, there was a mock interview. The mock interview is not a new thing. It is funny. I will laugh every... John Mayer did a mock interview after one of his shows uh, on his most recent tour. He's like, oh, when I got to the one solo, I knew we had him. I knew it was going to be a good show. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. This is not a new bit. This is a light years old. So for the comments, for people to say this is the original content we need, delete the apps, turn the phone off, smash it with a hammer, throw it into your nearest large body of water, walk to the library, open a random book, put your finger down, and start reading. Because you need to increase your IQ. This is not a new bit. You are a moron. I'm not hating on the people making the videos. I think they're funny. I'm just saying that the people coming and saying this original content are stupid. All right, let's go back to the stadium. So I'm making a meal out of the mock interview. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, paying 90 bucks to get a jersey. I, I didn't want to get the one with the sewn... I got the La Liga jersey instead of the Champions League jersey because it was like $50 difference. So I, I, I almost got the Aqua. They had like a their away jersey this year is Aqua. But that changes every year. So I got the classic white and gold. What else can I talk about from the stadium? There was something else that happened in the stadium that's really interesting. Oh, so we got to hold the Champions League trophy. We got a picture with the Champions League trophy, all four of us. My dad almost knocked it over. He tripped over somebody's foot and was like, whoa, 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 like a cartoon character. And uh, he didn't fall because my brother-in-law caught him. But he kind of like hit the back wall and the trophy was like shaking. And it's like, if we knocked over the Champions League trophy in Real Madrid, uh, you thought picking up the table from the 1500s was bad. Knocking over the Champions League trophy in the middle of the Madrid stadium. I wouldn't even be put in prison. I would just be dead. I'd just be a dead man. So that happened. That's what it was. I was trying to remember, and that's what it was. Uh, later that night, we go to a flamenco show. Which is flamenco dance where they do the stomping and the clapping and the... Suavemente. I don't think that's flamenco, but still... Um, and, you know, the singing, there's like five people, three dancers, guitarist, and a singer who's kind of like moderating this whole thing. And they, uh, you know, move to the cadence of clapping and, and all this and that. And so you can't clap when you're in the audience because it messes with the rhythm and us idiot Americans didn't get that. And we're like, <laughs> that's me doing clapping noise. Cause I can't move my hands. Clap, 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 clap. Like we're at an old revival in the South. And somebody's playing a song with more than four chords and they're getting excited. They're on the banjo. Clap, 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 bang, ding, 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 ding. I love the Lord. This is the only song I know. Clap, clap, clap. And the guy doesn't speak a lick of English. He's like, stop, stop, stop. He's like putting his hands up. He's like, no, no clapping. Stop. You're messing with the rhythm of the dancers. And they're slamming their feet and they're like, ole! And I'm trying to tell them, like, we can cheer in the middle of the song. You want to pump them up? You would cheer when somebody's dancing in the States. Cheer here. And I apologized to the singer slash moderator after the show. I told him in the best Spanish that I could, we, I'm sorry for all the Americans in here. It was my family and there was like a big table of American uh, people. Because it was 7 o'clock, no real Spanish people are out doing things at this time. Americans are like, oh, we, we need to be in bed by 9.30 and turn on Jimmy Fallon and watch him sing songs to the Muppets while he's chained to a desk. Oh, ho, ho. 
Um, <laughs> the second half of the show has went bananas. Uh, <laughs> and I told him, you know, just like we, uh, the language barrier was difficult and I apologize for them clapping and, and messing with the rhythm of the show. It's like, you, you guys did a great job. So, and shout out to those performers because performing in front of 20 people that don't really know what you're doing is very tough. And I've been there before and they smiled and performed with such emotion and it was incredible. So the flamenco show was really cool. It was so cute to see my niece in the classic flamenco dress with the fan it was really funny. It was a good bit. But the, the dance was great. Spain was great. Saw some more palaces. Saw some more castles. Saw some more government buildings, I guess you would say. They have a royal family over there. I did not know that. Uh, Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll continue with the story here. Doesn't really have much about Spain. I think it's just it's great to see my family. Okay, so uh, the next the next day, we got to fly back. To Estados Unidos, I think I said that right. And uh, so we fly to, get up really, really early in the morning, fly to uh, Munich, chill in Munich, easy flight to Munich, hang out there for a few hours, meet some nice people in the airport, nice German guy that said my, my German was great. And uh, as we're walking through the gate, security gate, to get to where our plane is boarding, it's a big crowd of people, and I'm like, oh, they're stopping people. And I tried to tell my parents, I said, they're going to ask you a lot of questions. Don't make a meal out of it. Don't go crazy. Answer them truthfully, quickly. Let's keep it moving. I get up there. Hey, how are you? I think I think I said hello because we're in Munich. And uh, she was like, hello, have you been to China in the past 14 days? I said, nope. She said, okay. Gave me my passport and went on. My mom went through, not even a question. My dad goes through, who is dying to talk to someone. He he needs to talk to someone like he needs air to breathe at this point. And because dads love to talk to people. My dad, my dad, we were in Florida one time, and my dad found a random person, and he just placed six degrees of separation with random people to see if they know somebody that they like he, that might he might know. Lo and behold, they knew somebody. I'm sure you can relate. And they're like, where'd you go? How long were you there? Why were you there? What were you doing? What's this and that? And uh, he was having a tough time of it. But he finally made it through. And I saw some guy get put into the quarantine chamber. And they went through with all of his stuff. And it was kind of scary. German customs. Efficiency. Up. Boom. Five or six lines. Up. Boom. Stamp it. Go. Stamp it. Go. Where were you? Why were you there? Okay, boom, go. American Customs, when I got back to the States, I was there for an hour. They had three lines for Americans returning. They had seven lines for foreigners going through. That doesn't make sense to me. I went through swiftly and efficiently once I got to the desk because I know how to talk to people. Hmm. Where were you? Madrid to Munich to here. Why? Visiting my sister in Madrid. Are you bringing back anything? I said, a couple t-shirts and a jersey. He said, okay, boom. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Just be nice. Be kind. Uh, so the flight back to Charlotte. I skipped some spots. Flight back to Charlotte. We must have gotten a strong headwind. Almost a 10-hour flight back. So over 12 hours in the air. I, when I landed and I closed my eyes, I was still like swaying a little bit because of just the... 
slight jostling of being in the plane. Stole maybe an hour's worth of sleep, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Watched a couple movies. It was rough, man. 10-hour flight stunk. U.S. Customs stunk. I appreciate them doing due diligence. Just give me more lines. You can ask all the questions you want. Just give more lines. First meal when I got back to the States, other than like vending machine mac and cheese from the hotel, um, Cracker Barrel. And that's what I'm going to close the show with today. Uh, what I'm going to talk about Cracker Barrel. I love Cracker Barrel. I love Cracker Barrel because it's seven things sold a bunch of different ways. It's like Taco Bell, but for like people in the South, like country food. And it's sold a multitude of ways. Biscuits, uh, pancakes, eggs, sausage, bacon. Oh, that's a combo, sausage, bacon combo. Fried apples, hash browns. That's about it. And it's like they sell it in just a multitude of ways. Get it how you want it. Bingo, bango. Thank you for coming to Cracker Barrel. It was in the Charlotte Cracker Barrel. Not one piece of Charlotte Hornets memorabilia in the store. A lot of Duke and UNC stuff, even though UNC stinks this year. But I'll tell you why. No Charlotte Hornets stuff. Because Cracker Barrel appreciates excellence. Because they are an excellent establishment. The whole whole chain, the whole franchise. Charlotte Hornets? Oh, no, no, no. Made playoffs like one time. Wasted Kemba Walker's. I sounded like... (laughs) It's my, me doing my New York sports radio show. Wasted Kimball Walker's career. They wasted it away. They wasted Kimball Walker's career. Uh, Michael Jordan, great guy. Scary guy. Very, very goal-driven. Very driven to win. Almost like a psychopath. Uh, uh, don't know if he's a great executive. He's kind of missed on some drafts. No piece of Charlotte Hornets gear in the Charlotte Cracker Barrel. And I appreciate that because you... you ex- What's the word? Mm, that's not it. Uh, I'll skip it. I, I won't say it. It starts with an E, I think. Uh, but anyways, you this excellence. They love it. So I appreciate that. Had a great meal. Had a great trip back to uh, my home. And that brings us to now. So thank you for made it this long. I'm sure it was tough on you. This is the longest show we've done. This was tough on me. It was fun, though, to do it this long. This is weird. This is probably like a true, true long-form thing here, except it was just one person. I don't have somebody coming in every now and again. I should probably look into getting someone to, to interject every now and again to break up the monotony of one voice, but uh, that that's tough with the traveling that I do. If you have a podcast and you're looking for someone to come on to the show... Hit me up. I'd be more than happy to help you out and kind of share with you a bit of my wisdom because I'm the smartest man to ever walk the face of the earth, clearly, and I've never made a mistake in my life. So follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Franco's World with the underscore. Go to the talk, Franco's World, without the underscore. I'll see if I can add the underscore on it. Okay. Follow me there. Hopefully my videos start popping off because i got a lot of good ideas stored up in the chamber. And I gotta start being more, you know, my 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 Instagram game is good. I'd like to increase the followers, but the way you increase the followers is content first, baby. 
So thank you very much if you made it to the end of the show. If you made it to the end of the show, what is something I could do for you? I got to do something for you if you made it all the way to the very end of the show. Maybe give something away. Maybe uh, put you in a put you in a position to give something to you. Uh, I can mail you a baseball card, a nice one. I give you a good baseball card worth like five bucks, maybe. I don't know. Uh, if you made it to the end of the show, thank you very much. Uh, comment, text me, shoot me a message or something like that. I'll shout you out if you have something that you would like to have promoted. So let me know. We'll just we'll just get that popping. And uh, thank you very much. I will see you when I see you. And I hope you have a great day. Auf Wiedersehen.